<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello everybody, I'm Lou Dobbs and welcome to The Great America Show. Great to have you with us. President Trump spent most of this week in a New York courtroom where he sat before Marxist dim New York civil judge Arthur Engeron. The president making history on just his second day in that courtroom, he became the first president ever to be gag-ordered. The Marxist judge didn't like President Trump's criticism of the judge and his clerk on Truth Social. President Trump called out the clear and present Marxist dim conspiracy led by the Department of Justice to get the Trump Organization. Judge Engeron imposed the gag order on the president after he posted a photo of the judge's lead law clerk with Marxist Dem Senator Chuck Schumer. Along with the gag order, the judge also barred the Trump family and Trump Organization from transferring assets without notifying the court-appointed monitor, who just happens to be a Clinton-appointed former judge, Barbara Jones, These Marxist-left judicial operatives go to any length, it seems, to ruin President Trump and his companies that employ thousands of people in New York. Marxist Dem District Attorney Letitia James also stepping into the fray, saying she's seeking from the civil suit a $250 million fine against President Trump to ban the Trumps from running New York businesses forever banning Trump and the Trump Organization from buying commercial real estate in New York for five years. And she intends to put forward a criminal referral to the Department of Justice. There should be no problem in this corporate Marxist dim regime. She'll probably get medals for her effort. These are sick, corrupt, and crooked people. And I don't hear a word from anyone inside the Republican Party with a plan to stop these left-wing psycho-destroyers of both the country and our Constitution. 
And the GOP leaders like Ronna McDaniel never acknowledge who the real leader of the Republican Party actually is. Here she is. I'm going to be a happy warrior like Kevin McCarthy, and I'm going to say, let's just get the business of the American people done. Let's get this speaker vote done. Let's make sure we don't have this motion to vacate so we don't have chaos again. We can't do this next year. We cannot do this and win. If this happens again, we are jeopardizing a very small House majority. What I will say to the individuals who did this yesterday who were fundraising through the whole process, I really hope that every dollar they raise, they give to those 18 Republicans sitting in districts that Biden won, because those are the people who they put in jeopardy yesterday. When we're not talking about Biden, we are not winning. And we need to be talking about the failure of the Biden administration every single day and what we're going to do to make the lives of the American people better. Ronna Romney McDaniel should be embarrassed to not acknowledge that she's in her job because of one person and one person only, and that is President Donald Trump. She's pathetic. And listen to the Fox and Friends host Brian Kilmeade insult a member of the Great Eight congressman who led the way in removing rhino Kevin McCarthy as speaker. Are you happy following Matt Gates? Is that your leader? I'm not following Matt Gates. I made my own decision. I didn't ask Matt. But if Matt Gates didn't approval, challenge, you weren't going to challenge. Do what? If Matt Gates I, didn't I, stand up, you weren't going to challenge. You know I that. Believe I, I believe I would have. Oh, come I on. I, and they're, and they're, oh, well, please, you, you know, were praying please, about please. it one minute. The next minute you're going to lead an insurgency? And so you don't think that praying about it's important? Is that what you're saying? One, one minute you're know, praying you're about how you're going to vote with Matt Gates. And the next minute you're going to lead an insurgency? Listen, you got a predetermined answer to everything. I, I no, I have, about an, it. I have an opinion about what's going on. Do you have and an opinion, t- too? And Congressman Burchett handled that straightforwardly, like a gentleman, calling out Kilmeade at the same time for what Kilmeade is. I want to bring in our guest today. He's the gentleman you just heard in that interview. Great American, Congressman Tim Burchett of Tennessee, sits on the House Oversight, Foreign Affairs, and Transportation Committees. Congressman, great to have you back with us here on The Great America Show. I want to begin first with what is the atmosphere now in the House that Kevin McCarthy is no more, and what is to be is uncertain. Yes, sir. I, and thank you for having me on, Lou. It's, um, you know, everybody's a little ticked off. Tempers were hot in the room. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I've been in locker rooms before where you just got whipped or you just won or whatever, and and people are angry and they get up and yell. And, you know, they there's only about, I think about three or four of us that were in the room at the time that actually voted against it. So they were, they did, they couldn't even find us in the room. And one of those was Eli Crane and he's a Navy SEAL sniper. So I don't, I believe they had, a, if they'd have crossed the line that he'd have, he'd have, <laughs> he'd have put them back in their place, but I think no, it's going to be okay. You know, all these guys, they get all, all puffed up, you know, and they yeah. I always have somebody throws a rock over the fence and then they run home and hide behind their mama's skirt. And, um, but that's, you know, that's the name of the game. It's, um, uh, I, I had a, you know, I work for the people back here in Tennessee. I don't work for the, I don't work for Washington. And, yeah. uh, and so, but yeah, you know, the thing is, I really honestly believe <clears throat> when we get to the floor with a speaker, it'll pass on the first ballot. We're not going to, do that 15 times. And I've talked to 
many of the so-called gang of eight this morning and and they all agree to, with me we're going to unify behind somebody and we're going to work together and we're going to hopefully put our fiscal ship back on calmer seas because you cannot keep taking in five trillion dollars and spending seven trillion you know lou that doesn't work that new math still doesn't work for me and um, no, we go ahead well, no, I was going to, I'm just going to say it hasn't worked for a very long time. Uh, but under this administration, uh, it has been a, uh, if you will forgive the expression, a, a, a hypersonic charged uh, deficit under Biden. Uh, everything that he's done has driven inflation, driven phys fiscal madness, uh, the national debt at over $33 trillion. I mean, people are living in some sort of la-la uh, land uh, on the left. Uh, it's not a news break, I realize, to say that about the left. But when it comes to the budget being uh, just about, I mean, we're talking, this thing is approaching one and a half times the size of our economy. Uh, and that, as they say, is unsustainable. It's also nuts. What do you think? You're right. It is, it is, a, it is a catastrophe of biblical proportion. We cannot continue this path. And, um, you know, and we took the whole month of August off, two weeks into September. Yeah, September 30th was the end of our fiscal year. As you know, September 30th comes around about this time every year. And, you know, there was no urgency. And then we passed this miserable continued resolution for 45 days. And then, you know, what do we do when we get, we, we take the rest of the weekend off and then we come back on Monday. And what do we do? We rush to the floor late to uh, name a post office. All right. So there, there just wasn't any urgency. And this continuing well, and going and pushing up against a holiday, and then we're going to pass garbage, and that's what happens. Well, already Jim Jordan, Steve Scalise, President uh, President Trump apparently are interested in the job. I, I like what Jim Jordan has said so far. We have yet to hear from Scalise about what his uh, vision is. Uh, we don't know what the I, well, at least I don't know what the uh, the rest of the candidates who they might be. Uh, but I do you have a at this point a favorite? Uh, Jordan comes out of your caucus, the Freedom Caucus. Uh, he speaks your language, I would think. Yeah, he speaks my language. I'm I'm not a member of the Freedom Caucus. That's a uh, I told Jim Jordan one time they get me for free, and he said, "What do you mean?" I said, "I'm not a member of your club, and you don't have to give me a chicken dinner or a decoder ring." And I said, "But I still vote more conservative than a lot of your members." And he laughed and said, "Yeah, you do." And so um, I, I, can, you know, I consider you I consider you aligned. How's that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That'd be good. Uh, uh, but the honest truth is, is that you're right. Jim Jordan is is very conservative and he uh, he speaks the language. And I've, I've told both him and Scalise, you know, that I'm I'm, I'm not going to commit. I want to hear what they all got to say. There's several others that are out there talking about it. And I want to give them a a shot at it as well. But um it appears to me right now that Jim Jordan probably is the front runner, um, and and what I people I've talked to this morning. Well, you know, I I don't know of anybody in Congress who's more respected than he is, better regarded than he is, and are more experienced. Uh, it, it, but that's not the case over at ABC News. I, I just like to read you, oh, what uh, what they call a. Uh, 
a legal analyst, and you know, legal analysts know everything about Congress. Oh, uh, they do. Yeah, he he said uh, on uh, she said on ABC's The View that Representative Jim Jordan is a political terrorist and a chaos agent. Now that passes for a a expert opinion over at ABC News. God help ABC News. Yeah, it's like these political scientists that I've never heard of um, <laughs> telling us what just happened um, and and analyzing it. You know, if they were so great, they'd be they'd be getting maybe up here on K Street getting seven figures a year, which they're not. So yeah, I I don't I can't tell you I I, I can't even spell ABC, Lou. I can't tell you the last time I watched them. Well, I, I couldn't tell you the last time I watched them. I just read them today, uh, and that was uh, plenty for yeah. me. Yeah. Let's let's turn to the to the issues here. The the if you will, the atmospherics in the house right now. Uh, you got you know just about an even number, effectively, of Republicans and Democrats. Uh, Marxists on one side, and rhinos waiting to be something more to the left than they ought to be. Yes. And I'm and I'm just curious about how this goes down. Uh, we we see now that the establishment rhinos are attacking the Dickens out of Matt Gates. Uh, they are going after him like nobody's business. And now we just saw, as I read, uh, ABC News going after Jim Jordan. Anybody sticks their head up over there better be ready yeah. for a lot of heat. Well, you know, my daddy, a World War II Marine, these guns behind me actually took off of dead folks that he sent them to the promised land. So um, he told me one time right before he died, he was laying up there in the veterans nursing home. And uh, I was mayor then, and I was always fighting the Chamber of Commerce crowd, wanting more taxes, wanting more government, and I'd always win. But they were hitting me pretty hard this time, editorials, front page articles above the fold, trashing me pretty bad. And I walked in, and I remember Daddy, he'd had a massive stroke. And... um, I mean, he's he's combat engineer in the Second World World War in, in Peleliu and Okinawa. His colonel was Chesty Puller. My dad was no wimp, and he said he grunted out to me. I could understand what he said, and Mama could understand, and that we were about it because he'd had this, like I said, a massive stroke. And he said, "Are they after you again?" And I said, "Yeah, Daddy." And I thought, you know, here he is. He's going to meet Jesus here within just a few weeks, and I knew it. And he said. Do you really want that bunch for you? And I think that's what you got to look at. Do we really want the ABCs, the view, all this talking heads who, you know, who knows how they got to where they're at, but they've never seen them in a political arena. And, um, you know, I I don't want that's my barometer. If I if I turned around and saw these editorials praising me, I'd have to rethink what I was doing. Because and that's the trouble with a lot of so-called conservatives. They want. They want praise and accolades from the left and from the intelligentsia and from the university crowd and all that. But by doing that, you sell your soul and then they're never for you. They'll gut you the first chance they get. And so, um, you know, it's very shallow. And it's what LBJ said, you want a friend in this town, get you a dog. I got three dogs right here in Tennessee, so I'm good. (laughs) <laughs> well, the Sioux have a wonderful uh, war cry I refer to every once in a while in, about politics. Uh, I, I've always admired uh, their their views on so many things and their philosophy. 
uh, but one of them was uh, before going into battle, they always said, may my enemy be worthy. Uh, the sad part of it is I don't believe your enemies are very worthy at this point. And you, nonetheless, you got a fight on your hands. We're going to talk about that. We're talking with Congressman Tim Burchett, and we're going to be right back. Please stay with us. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back with Congressman Tim Burchett. And, and Congressman, I, I would like to get a sense of what your constituents are saying right now, the folks home in Tennessee, uh, and what they're thinking of this uh this spectacle, I, I, I'll call it a spectacle right now, and then we'll go into more what it is, uh, this spectacle that they're watching in, uh, in Washington, D.C., in the House of Representatives. Well, as my wife pointed out to me very eloquently this morning, Lou, she said, you know, baby, he said, she said, you all are being criticized for following the exact rules that you all voted on and passed. <laughs> and I thought, wow, baby, that's pretty good. I'm going to use that today. And so I'm using it. And I'm giving her full credit. Um, not only is she smoking hot, she's a pretty smart lady, and she raised a beautiful little girl before I came on the scene. She so was a single mom. Her husband had passed away. My wife's a widow. And anyway, and I adopted a little girl, and I got the best two women in my life that she couldn't set. Maybe my mama, but she's gone. But I thought that was a pretty good gem, and I'm going to hang on to that one because see, she was right. You know, we we passed a rule, and we followed it. Matt Gates has been – you know, they want to run him out of the party, which is pretty short-sighted if you think about it, because that gives the Democrats, uh, that puts them very close to that that edge. And, um, you know, I, I I think we're going to be fine, Lou. I really do. I think we're going to yeah. get a strong leader. We're going to r- rally around them, and we're going to, we're going to surprise a few folks. Well, you, the 118th Congress has already surprised us uh, plenty, and uh, and I want to see a lot more surprises because what you all have done, and I want to say thank you to you and to the to the other seven members of the Great Eight uh, who made the difference uh, in, in this moment in history. Uh, you guys ought to be getting used to making history. You made it at the beginning, and then in the negotiations for the speakership, and then now uh, in in getting rid of the speaker, uh, and. I think, uh, by the way, I think you were right on both uh, in both circumstances. As we look at the your constituents and we look at what's happening across the country, uh, the American people, I think, understand it pretty well because the 118th Congress have set a tone. And I keep hoping you guys won't back away from it. 
because no. you're wide open, you're talking straight, you're out there in front of the American people, and then the little the, the little folks with uh, you know funny ties and things keep running around in the conference wanting silence and uh, reverence, and I I say tear it up. I mean, I'd like to hear more yelling. I'd like to see more point and screaming passion and let's talk straight instead of all this crap that yep. uh, the left is peddling every day. That's what put us $33 trillion in debt, Lou. And that's why, you know, the, um, we got marked down our credit rating for two reasons. One over the last 20 years, so it cuts both ways. One was leadership and the other was fiscal responsibility. That's how we got to ride our ship. We need leadership. We don't need to take six weeks off before a, a big budget fight when we, and gives us two weeks to, to do something. And we, we don't need to keep this out of control, reckless spending like Ukraine, like, uh, you know, it's just, it's just nonstop. You know, we, we spend our money on these woke policies. We're deporting basically Marxism to Central America through our State Department millions and millions of dollars a year, billions, I guess, that we spend overseas on these programs. You know, spend $114 billion on Ukraine, and yet our own people in Maui go without. You know, they got, they're giving a family $700. And I'm not, you know, saying we sh what we should do in Maui, but good gosh, $700 a family, and then but we're, we're, we're paying pensions in Ukraine. Is this is this the America? Is this what my dad fought and killed people for? And my mama's brother never came home uh, from Europe over. You know, it's just to me, it, it's just lunacy. And we keep going down this path. Well, and uh, and we keep saying we're going to pass a uh, uh, we're going to pass a um, um, these little thirty day stop gaps. And they tell <laughs> us last time, let's pass this continued resolution, Burchett, so we. So we don't have to pass another one. And I said, well, that's like killing a crackhead. I'm going to give you a rock of crack to get you off a of crack. It just doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. It hasn't worked. and It hasn't worked for a very long time. Uh, the, the idea that uh, the regular order is not in place, it was moved in that direction, certainly. And I'll give McCarthy some credit for keeping the initial part of that promise, uh, but not for its full uh, satisfaction of that promise. Uh, it, and it's up to to you, to everyone else uh, in, in the Congress to make this happen, uh, because we got here not just because of the Democrats, but also because of the Republicans. And you all put up with people like Kevin McCarthy. McCarthy. I'm sure he's a good man, but he's a weak man, and he is also a rhino. And I don't get this feeling, and I, and this is sort of interesting, I think, for probably for the audience to think about. Uh, I don't know what your religion says to you about it. Uh, I do know what it says to me about it. You fight evil wherever you find it. And uh, we've got a lot of other rules in Christianity uh, that uh, tell us to turn the other cheek, to be empathetic, sympathetic, and to take care of our fellow man. But one way to do that is to make sure you fight evil. And you're, yes, front, you're confronting evil, in my opinion. Uh, and I hope that every Republican in that House understands that. It's demonic, actually. You know, and, and I go back to uh, you quote in the scripture, but Jesus didn't ask, them, ask the money changers to leave the temple. That, I mean, he threw them out. He threw them out. Physical force. Turn the tables. Turn the tables over. He threw them out physically. And so um, I think we kind of forget that. And uh, and and I agree with you. We are uh, this fight we have is uh, is is to me is 
a lot of times it's demonic. I mean, we are we are the forces of evil. You know, they talk about good being bad and bad being good. Right. That's really what we're at. You know, this this uh, military members, men wearing dresses, and and that's and our spokesmen or or spokeswomen or whatever the heck they are, whatever they were born. It's not what they're dressing up as, you yeah. know. And our, one of our economic, I mean, one of our um, nuclear um, regulatory officials, one of the top ones, you know, wears a dress and he's, you know, and they're all, oh, this is celebration of life and all this stuff. And then um, what does he do? He gets caught stealing. I mean, the guy is mentally not there. We should have known well, he's mentally we, not there, you know, and this yeah, we, is the guy we're putting out front of our nuclear secrets. Well, are, are putting in charge of uh, public health in one instance uh, as well. But the reality is, you said it right. I mean, these people are mentally ill, and everybody knows that. But there is a there's a pretend barrier in this country. Let's pretend that uh, guys in skirts and uh, wanting to outrace women in a in a swimming pool, uh, you can't even begin to say how crazy that is. But nobody wants to say it's crazy. Uh, yes, sir. And, you're, and you're talking about the predicate for the end of times when you start talking about, uh, you know, evil is good and uh, right is wrong. Right. And uh, I mean, we're upside down in this country right now. And we've got people who are honest to God, scared to death to speak the truth. I agree. And, you know, and COVID, COVID showed that, Luke. COVID, in my opinion, showed just how far they, they to mean the government or the whoever behind the scenes is pulling the strings, can push this country. You know, in COVID, they shut our businesses down. There's a little cafeteria I go to. It's like the Mecca on Middlebrook Pike called Wright's Cafeteria. And David Wright was my, is my dear friend. His dad started it, and um, and he continued it. He ended up losing his business during COVID. Ah. And you, you multiply that all over the country. But yet, but yet, they let the big boys stay open. I go down here, and I see a Walmart still open. This is still uh, – the big boys, the big corporate people are still open. They closed – They've closed a lot of a lot of Christian churches down in the South. And I noticed they went after the Hasidic Jews up in New York. You know, and I just don't think that's by accident. I do not. They, they showed how far they could push us. And then and then you see this rise and this surge in um, this transgender thing, which all of a sudden it's just you think it's exploding everywhere. It's still a very small percentage. But. The reason I feel like they got it, I don't know if it's the de- if it's the devil or who, but it's is because these kids were shut in, and the only way they had to get out was through that little computer or through this phone, and 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 they're very susceptible to suggestion. And I had somebody in my office talking to me about. They said that I was voting against health care for transgenders, and I said, no, no, if you your child has cancer or whatever, you know, and she's, well, they said, you know, well, what is this about then? I said, I'm voting against tax dollars for sex change operations, if that's what you mean. And then I said, how did your child realize they were transgender? And said, well, you know, he was, um, he was like, I don't know, show tunes or she sang in the choir and all this stuff. And she said, we, we kind of figured that he was, he was gay. And I, you know, and, and it's East Tennessee. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. We're freaking libertarians. It's your business. I, it's not my business. And then yeah. she said, I said, well, how did he decide that he was a woman? Well, he self-diagnosed over the computer <laughs> in a website. And I was um, like, power of suggestion, brother. 
And I don't know who's, you know, you've got TikTok, you've got the Chinese. I don't know if they're, if they're binded, if they're, I mean, they're evil enough to do it. Um, well, and we've been, we proved ourselves to be dumb enough to have it done. We're yes, sir. And we, we allow it. I, I want to talk to you about something the Congress isn't doing uh, that you've just uh, reminded working? me. To... We're not, we're not working. Well, you're not functioning quite at optimal level. I'll agree with you there, sir. Yes. <laughs> Tim, thanks so much. We're going to continue. I really enjoy this conversation. Uh, we're coming right back for more of it. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. We're back. We're talking with Congressman Tim Burchett. And, and, and Congress, I promised I'd call you Tim. And so let me yes, apologize for that. Tim, let, let's start with this. We're talking about these mentally ill people uh, who are doing this to our children. I'm talking about the gender change and the genital mutilation, which is still just as barbaric as it was at any point in the Middle East where it was practiced for for a very long time. Why haven't we had, and you said this, you said you don't know how big it is. Uh, it's not as big as people suggest. It's dominating media and politics on the left. So my question is, why in the world hasn't the United States Congress held a hearing to find out who the doctors are that are mutilating these children? Why haven't they held a, a, a conference to find out how teachers suddenly decided they were qualified psychiatrists and psychologists and were the appropriate uh, social workers to deal with this issue and not tell parents and bring in parents to explain what they think and get to the science of what is transgenderism? Uh, and is it a mental condition, a psychological condition? Is it physiological? I don't know. But why doesn't Congress take it upon itself to educate the American people and themselves? This would be, the, I think, one of the greatest national services right now that you could perform is to hold hearings and produce those results. Well, Lou, you have no place in Congress because you're speaking common sense. Um, I suspect a lot of it has to do with guts. Um, and uh, 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 that's the two things, no common sense and no guts. And you're afraid to be labeled. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not afraid of it. I have many friends that are, that are gay that happen to be gay. They're not my gay friends. They're just my friends that happen to be gay. I don't, it's not my business. But I talked to several of them that have confided in me, in fact, that they think that that is 
a mental illness that gender mutilation is wrong. <laughs> but even even they are shouted down by a very vocal minority. They're afraid, you know, for whatever reason. And to me, that is just, uh, you know, it's a um, it's it's just a, a bizarre, bizarre thing that's going on in our country. And I how about yeah, Congress think, doing I, something about it? How about holding those hearings? What do you think? I think it's a great idea. I think it's a de- I think it's demonic myself, but I don't have the. You know, I don't have the, the bully pulpit, I guess you could say. I'm I'm sure I'll be uh, ostracized for saying that, but I think it is demonic. I don't think it's right that some it's child right. be allowed to mutilate himself or some doctor private. You know, Vanderbilt Hospital claimed that they weren't doing it. And then lo and behold, they brought out those tapes and yeah. showed them saying how profitable it was for them. It's a, you know, agreed. It's just a follow the dollar thing, I think. I think they see well, another avenue to make money and they're going to do it. Well, damn their hides to do that to children. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, you know, and I guess damn our hides if we don't do something about it. If we don't do something about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I'll, I'll, uh, Virginia Fox is the chair of our education committee. I'll, I'll talk to Virginia. She sits beside me in our little bipartisan prayer group. I always make sure she has a chair with, hand, with, with armrests on it so she can hang her purse over it. It's a lot like my mama used to do. And I'll, I'll bring that up with her. She's a very tenacious Good. person. Well, I'm sure everybody is grateful to you for that and to the to the Congress uh, when it happens. I want to I want to turn to to uh, the, the, where we go right now. We've got a we've also got four committees, three committees, investigating committees and a subcommittee on weaponization. Uh, I have heard that uh, there is some hope that if Jim Jordan, for example, were to be speaker of and, and I, I'm not. Well, I guess I am. I'm proselytizing just a little bit Uh, that if uh, he were the speaker, that it would actually uh, turbocharge uh, those those hearings, those investigations. And we you and I both know it needs to be turbocharged. Time is running out very quickly. Yeah, I agree. You remember the Clinton, um, the Clinton uh, impeachment trial, how they just went on and on and on. And, you know, we drag out some information about every two weeks, and um, I agree with you. We should have had Hunter Biden, Biden before us. You know, they had Donald Trump Jr., I think, three times no. before a committee, and I agree with you. It's time, and that's something I, that we that I feel like leadership just did not do. You know, when I, was, when I had my final discussion with our speaker over one of the things I brought up was the term limits bill and another one. And he said, well, I didn't have anything to do with that. It went to a committee. And I said, well, what about they're coming in in August? And he said, well, I don't set the calendar. And I thought, you know, would you have said that to Nancy Pelosi? I mean, <laughs> no, I say, dare say she would, she know she knew where everything was. And that's, and I was like, well, you're the speaker. I mean, you're supposed, well, you know, the rules are, and I'm like, we, you don't want to centralize. And I was like, no, no, don't start down that. I need a strong leader. And that, that was the first part of that conversation actually is what solidified me. And that just was icing on the cake, but yeah, leadership. As we look at this, uh, effort to to impeach all you guys have to do is i mean i love the fact that the left said that you didn't take a vote on it well neither did nancy pelosi no heck no and then you short memories and so does the media that's ridiculous well and so do the rhinos the rhinos are out talking about we should have a vote 
Uh, and uh, a number of people had to point out that, no, you don't. Uh, the House is simply charging this president with what is obvious, his corruption, his bribery, uh, and his, uh, as you put it, uh, and I think absolutely correctly, his demonic corruption uh, throughout yes, the entire federal government. The, the Marxist Dems and the federal deep state, they're in absolute charge of our every agency of our federal government. Every agency. Obama planted a lot of those people in and, um, you know, 20 million so-called evangelical Christians tried to stay home, uh, decided to stay home. And I, I dare say if they asked the Lord what they need to be doing on Election Day, it wouldn't be sitting on their butts watching The View. Um, can I can I give you a prediction? I've got Lou. Absolutely. I'm going to go out there on a limb here. You you um, you spark something in my mind that I've been talking about or formulating. Right. So uh, I, I don't believe Joe Biden will be the, the candidate for president. I think that they will. Um, I've talked to too many Democrats that said, well, we've got to do something. I mean, they're Democrats talking about running for president now openly. I'm in right. the gym with them, you know, and I see them and we're talking and and, you know, and I get it. And uh, so where are they going to go? And the only person that's got the name recognition that I see is this knucklehead California governor. But you got to ask yourself, <laughs> and how's he going to run? How's he going to recreate his history? Well, let me tell you how he's going to recreate this history. There was a, it's over now, but there was a little vote back um when he was governor over um, these folks going on strike, was he going to let them um, get uh, get aid from the state? You know, if you go on strike, it's voluntary. If you lose your job, it's a lot of times it's not. So who could recreate his history better than than Hollywood right. and, Holly, and Hollywood actors and writers and all that? So I submit to you, I know that sounds a little far fetched, but it's it's really not. Um, that's the bunch that writes the big checks, the dot com liberals and the and the Hollywood elitists that want to recreate history and make us all look like fools and um, and and put this filth and garbage out on these on the movie screens. So, you know, uh, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I don't think the Republicans need a lot of help looking like fools from time to time uh, with if we didn't have Donald Trump. Uh, and I don't care whether people like him, don't like him, or conservative or liberal. He's the only one in the Republican Party who's had an original idea in the last 10 years, yes, uh, maybe longer. Uh, and without him there, there wouldn't be a prominent personality and uh, anyone with a vision. And he's already demonstrated he can deliver on what he thinks, yeah. what he says, can, and what is good for America. Can I give you one quick story that, to me, typifies Trump? Absolutely. Well. <laughs> He always gets my name right. First of all, that's what I, I, I'm pleased yeah. to say, because he always says Burchett. And he said, some, I asked somebody, how do he do it? And his front man said, well, I tell him it's not your name. And he looked at a mirror and they said, he goes, Burchett, Burchett, Burchett. And he always gets it right. So I'm, I love that. But so and I was with him a few weeks ago and he was just as just as fun and wild as ever. But but I heard this story and I'm going to verify it with him one day when I get it, when I get three minutes with him. But he was eating with um Xi Jinping, I think it was, you know, he was down at Mar-a-Lago. I don't know if you remember that when that happened. Oh, yeah. That's when they so, launched one of those missiles at Syria. That's the story. So there's President Trump eating the most delicious chocolate cake ever or something, whatever it was. And, uh, and, and beautiful he's eating that chocolate cake. Thing, beautiful chocolate cake, the most beautiful chocolate cake ever that we had prepared, especially for me at Mar-a-Lago. And so Trump's down there. 
And uh, I, somebody walks in and whispers in his ear. And I've been in the room when somebody comes in and whispers in his ear. And he he looks over at Xi Jinping and says, you know, we just lost, we just launched 100 missiles at Syria. Xi Jinping puts his fork down and says, they shouldn't have been gassing kids and picks his fork back up and starts eating. If you name me one president in my lifetime that would have, you know, you would have asked for the UN's permission. You would have held a, a hearing. You would have told them you're getting ready to send those missiles. You know, I just go down the line of Republicans and, yeah. and, you know, maybe not Reagan, but everyone since then. And, you know, and that was Trump and he, he rolled the dice, but it was on the side of right. And that's what America should be doing. We don't we need to get caught. You know, he got us out of wars and, and every the last three presidents have gotten us in wars. They let Russia walk. You know, Bush did. Clinton did. Obama did. They let them, you know, those lines this, in the sand just had, were, were, were written with an eraser. And by contrast, this uh, this puppet impaired compromised president and his band of fools are trying to get us into a conflict. It seems very obviously Congressman, I have really enjoyed our conversation and I hope you'll come back soon and wish you and all of the Republicans in that Congress, the, the greatest of luck uh, in finding a new speaker and finding a new way for this country to, to move forward. Thanks so much. Lou, if you ever come to East Tennessee, brother, holler at me. I'll take you to lunch. I know a lot of folks would love to meet you. As oh, my mom would say, my mama was alive. She'd say, I, I'd, I'd like to hug his neck. So thank you, brother. Thanks, everybody, for being with us today. Tomorrow, we're joined by perhaps one of the most famous participants in the events of January 6th. His name is Jacob Chansley. He's commonly known as the QAnon Shaman. He was the fellow with a horned hat you saw in almost every front page picture from the events of January 6th, you don't want to miss his story. And you do want to meet the real fellow, not the one created by the fake news. Please join us for that tomorrow, and please join us each and every day. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs and on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight. And be sure to check out the all-new LouDobbs.com. Thanks, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless and save America. America.